breakfast. The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen. Welcome one and all to the DL Debate, your weekly radio show and podcast, rounding up all matters G in Donegal and the Northwest. We have another packed show in store this evening. Later on the show, we're going to hear from St. Michael's legend, Big Brian McGaughan, after the, his sides a Masters victory in the Shield final there against Galway on Saturday, won it to seven points. But of course, at the weekend, it was a massive weekend of, of championship action, senior championship action. It was group uh, round four of the group games, and I'm joined by a stellar cast here this evening to round up all the action. It is Ryan Ferry, Donegal News, GA Sports Correspondent, and two men that have lifted the Dr. Maguire, Gary McDade of Glen Swally and Brenda Kilcoyne of St. Junan's. Lads, you're all welcome. Good evening, Brenda. Thanks for joining us, lads. Before we get cracked into this, uh, Ryan, I'm just wondering, there's the Donegal management job, there's... Such a cloud hanging over this is as if nobody seems to want it. There's two men here uh, along with us this evening. You know, both won the Dr. Maguire. Would that not make an interesting management, uh, the, the Glenn Swilly and St. Unions combining? Uh, I'll let you answer that one, Ryan. Uh, have, have you not got a, a Dr. Maguire to your management uh, CV as well, Brendan? <laughs> no, I wasn't expecting that. I was trying to stay out of this. <laughs> could, we, could be the dream team that we need. There you go. There you go. What, what, do, you, what do you think, lads? Gary, you, you, you've even tasted international management now in, in Boston. Eh? I mean, you've, you've, you've seen and done it all. You could be you could be leading out the attack of any with all, with all those attacking plays that you used to throw in. <laughs> all out attack, wouldn't the it? Forwards would, coach, wouldn't that be fun? Though that's all joking aside. Yesterday, yeah. we, we, we've we've had you know three fairly uh, average. There, there's been an odd match in it, but really going down to these last few games, we had fear for the the teams that were getting hammered. But the three bottom teams that was was staring relegation in the in the face really pulled out uh, uh, performances. Now all at home. And we've seen that bit of championship break. It was an absolutely f- f- uh, fascinating last uh, day. And particularly Bundoran, uh, um, St. Knowles, Ardra and Mulford really pulled out all the stops. Uh, uh, Gary, were you, were you surprised by that or were you expecting that type of a type of a performance from the home teams? Um, well, probably the real positive about it, Brendan, is that you know that it's probably quieter than any, any people that were saying that there's a huge gap and there's too many teams, that, well the 16 teams etc. I think yesterday you know they kind of quashed that because they ran teams right down to the wire I mean some Nalls were level like, going with three months to go in the play. Our draw were always in the game so they were against us uh, uh, over in our draw. It was, it was only in the last few months we managed to, to really put the stamp on it and and, and like Bordorn they rallied Massively, like, and, and from talking to people down there, they had opportunities to win that game. And then, of course, you had Mulford, who who went right to the wire as well. So, I think it, I think both or all all four of them will give him a massive uh, injection of belief now going into their own relegation playoffs. Because if anyone had a badly beat just to, they'd be down in the dumps and be hard to lift morale for the next few weeks. Even though they were they suffered defeat just to, you would feel that they'll, they'll all go on believing that they have a chance to stay in the senior championship next year like you know and like the 16 team thing it's up for debate a lot but to me like there's a massive status for it and I think it's healthy healthy for Donegal GA that we have 16 uh, senior clubs like if you look around a lot of other countries a lot of them have 16 uh, clubs competing in the senior championship as well so I'd be happy enough for the way it is Yeah yeah. would you concur with that uh, Ryan I know you've been around You've seen so much championship action this summer. Was your feeling there that maybe there was, we had a few sides too many? And would it be a case of some of the teams maybe getting into that last game, maybe with a couple of them, maybe with not as much reason to really give it that whole championship and, and really was set up for the home team to have a go? Or was it a one-off or do you think that's a sign of what these teams can do? Well, it's hard to know, Brendan. I suppose with with the way it was lined up, I think a lot of teams probably felt that if they got the victory, it would have been enough to keep them up. And maybe those teams were looking at it thinking, well, we have three stabs at, at one victory. It'll nearly keep us up in the championship. And, you know, you'd have three games. So maybe there was a little bit of a pressure off them and, and, and they went at it. You know, like, a, you know, I think Bundoran, you know, a draw would have kept Bundoran up. It would have been Clough in the relegation playoff. So, you know, they're they're definitely probably disappointed 
this weekend. I suppose the only the only side about it for those teams is this, it is three weeks now to the to the relegation playoffs. So possibly any momentum they had from it, you know, it, it might be hard for all those teams to keep it going now over the next three weeks, but. You know, it's, I, it's it's interesting. Like as Gary said, you know, a lot of the counties have the sixteen teams. I know the Mayo Club Championship got up and running there at the weekend, and you know, Westport and Ballantubber ran up big scores as well. And that happens in in most championships throughout the county, a country where there's just some teams are that bit stronger than than the than others. And you know, there'll be certain championships where t- where it's just tighter, and and there's no maybe five or six teams have genuine chances of winning it, whereas. You know, probably in Donegal, you would say that there's not five or six teams that are genuinely going to win it. So, you know, I, I think I think those teams, I think those teams at the bottom or the lower echelons of it, you know, they showed a bit of fight, showed a bit of character um, yesterday, and uh, you know, it's, it's and it's interesting. It's probably very hard to call who maybe the who the team that will be relegated will be at this stage. You know, so um, yeah, a lot to weigh up in, in it, Bren. Yeah, yeah. Listen, man, it's, it's made it fascinating. Brendan, I know you were at the Neat Connolly Door game. We'll come to that in a minute. But are, are you thinking now we're all looking at the top of the table and who's going to make this and that? Now with those teams playing the way they did, does it make this relegation actually really interesting in terms of, right, there is something in these sides. There is a kick in them. Yeah, well, you know, Ryan mentioned there, you know, it's, it's going to be an interesting relegation playoff. It's hard to pick who will go down. But I think, you know, you know, I, I agree with a lot of what the two boys have said, Brendan, but, you know, there's still a big disparity between the top four and the bottom four in particular. And if you look at the points difference, like them four teams were going in with a minus points difference of between 30 and 40 points yesterday. And that's a lot, Brendan, like the shift hammers. So they have, and, you know, I, I just don't know how beneficial it is to have that. And, you know, teams, okay, Bundorn, you know, put it really up to kill car, but it was an understrength. And I do, I do acknowledge that Bundoran were short players too yesterday. And, you know, likewise, you know, St. Michael's, St. Nalls put it up against St. Michael's kind of thing. But I, I just, I just not so sure that it, it is the best structure at 16 teams. When you see that kind of points disparity at the end of the, you know, even going into after three games, it's a massive points disparity. So, I, I'm just not so sure how it is, but I, I think it will be a very interesting relegation playoff. It, it certainly will take a lot of confidence from the performances yesterday. The fact that they, all them four teams, as Gary was saying, were in the game coming down the last stretch kind of thing. Yes, yes, interesting. See, I was down at the St. Noel's Michaels game, and what was fascinating was, again, the, the use of the county players in it, and St. Noel's really came out and gave it to St. Michaels in the first half. St. Michaels. Obviously, that wee bit more experience at times. So St. Nalls were hitting them on the break and it was very noticeable that they were using McCall. McCall was midfield along with Stephen Griffin. They were using McCall and Mogan to cut through the lanes and they break up the pitch. And what I'm seeing a lot more was that platform inside to kick past the ball and to move the ball at pace in. So Michaels were out of their shape. And really, there was, there was a stage, I think it was 25 minutes gone and the, the, the sides were level. I think it was 11 each, and uh, St. Noles broke up the pitch, and Patter Mogan could have put the ball over the bar. He shipped it inside. I think it was a corner corner back to get on the ball. He fumbled the ball, and St. Michael swarmed him anyway. And at that point, a goal would have won it for St. Noles, or a score even potentially could have won it. So Michael steadied, steadied the ship and, and, and kicked on with a, with a couple of scores, but it was it was tough on St. Noles. But you're seeing, uh, uh, Gary, I know you were in, in, in uh, Boston in the summer there, but... I'm, I'm, I suppose, heartened by what I'm seeing out there in terms of teams now leaving one, two, three attackers up and starting to use pa- uh, the kick pass a lot more. I'm seeing a lot more uh, use of the kick and the games have been a lot more interesting and, um, you know, we're seeing better scores uh, as as a result of that. Yeah, and listen, so we, you have to you have to get the scores on board to win the game and there's no point. I think teams are realising more and more that the more you score here, the harder it is for the opposition to get back into it. And that's probably, you know, a lot of years ago, they were, they were going and trying to keep the opposition down. Now I think teams are just trying to outscore each other more. So, yes, there's still an eye on defence, but maybe not as much a focus on defence and it's making it more entertaining for the neutrals to, to go and watch it, which is, which is what everyone, everyone wants at the end of the end. And what players want as well. Like they, they enjoy it. That's refreshing to hear that many interviews from players that they're enjoying the way that club football's going about Donegal. Yeah, and, and Gary, listen, your, your, your own men come into this championship with people not expecting maybe a whole lot of them, but again, the championship pedigree we, we knew was there. It's 
has come to the fore again. And there's certainly a side where, you know, after the drawn game, that first game out in the Glen, wasn't Eve Connell? You know, I think of all the quarterfinals, that's probably set up for, you know, a real interesting one. You know, there, there's certainly, I think of the four of them, that, that's the one that intrigues me the most. What, what's the feeling out there with your home club that, that this could be a year where you could, uh, you know, make it to, make it to a semi, make it to a final? Or dare I say one of them? Yeah, listen. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, it's just different in the Glen, but it's kind of hard, hard to explain, you know, and, it's just different. You know, it shouldn't. It shouldn't be a matter of flicking on a switch, but it actually is in the Glen when the championships there. They actually is a switch nearly flicked. So it is, and just go through the motions, go through the league, not intentionally. It's just the way it happens. Everyone seems to really up their game now. But in fairness to Park Bourne, like he's third year in charge, and he's had a huge transition to do. So he has. Like I was looking, you see the team that started from the team that won the championship in twenty sixteen. He had only six starters yesterday. So he had from that, like, and that's only five or six years ago. And he had seven players, 24 or under. So, like, he's blooded a lot of new blood. So he has, and he's done a huge job. And he's re- refreshed his backroom team every year that he's gone in there as well. And he and, and he's just kept the lads fresh. And, like, they played with good energy yesterday. And they looked conditioned, so they did. And they played, played with a purpose. And, you know, after the pose, there was a lot of doom and gloom after the relegation game against Kelly Beggs when it didn't go her way and um, they picked themselves up and gained a bit of belief from the Glanty's game I guess getting that draw with the last kick of the game and it's, it's a game everyone wants to see now in the quarter final and it'll be interesting now just to see the fixtures and hopefully that they're all on separate and grounds close by that people can move from one ground to the other whether it's two on Saturday or a Friday night likes or a two on Sunday you know what I mean that the, 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 the opportunity is there for people to go and see them because it definitely is a tie and the Glenties went over the line yesterday seemed to be very Brennan O'Brien Kilcoyne at that game seemed to be very very comfortable from talking to people and well on top granted both teams are down a couple of players players as well but and it definitely is a tie of the round but yeah, certainly maybe a bit of streaming coming back, uh, Gary, as well. Something you'd like to see? Aye, that'd be mighty. So it would. And, and even, you know, like our neighbours there at Derry, so they do from looking at them online, they seem to stream all their games and um, even do brand championship passes. Like they, they might do a championship pass for the weekend or something like that, where the public can can uh, can uh, get a pass at a reduced rate if, they're, if they get around as many games as they can. And people are mad for football now. And the weather's decent in September as well. I mean, yesterday was pretty good around, around the county after a heavy night's rain on Saturday night. All the pitches were immaculate yesterday by all reports. Yeah, certainly. Listen, what we've been in the streaming really is, is you with the tactics board doing your Andy Gray uh, analysis there. That's, that's what everybody wants to see. Uh, <laughs> I, I think, Gary. Uh, okay. Gary, listen. Uh, you know, one one ten, one ten, one fourteen. You see, you speed our draw, and there's a fantastic picture of you. And you see it in Ryan's paper there today of Michael Murphy with four uh, draft players around him. He looks like somebody. It's, it's like a line out in rugby. Someone's giving him a hand up. He's that far above these guys catching the ball. It's yeah. It's a, I think it was Evan. Evan, what he done? Took a photograph. Um, but but uh, somebody said to me it, it was. Uh, it was nearly like a, a king's chair, Brendan. <laughs> what the photograph looked like. Like the four pies were holding them up. <laughs> Someone to be holding up. photograph. But it, it, it grabbed, it grabbed, I think, uh, yesterday, Brendan, five points and four marks. To my memory, I, 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 I haven't seen too many players had four marks in games. You know, mm. I'll, I'll say it's probably up, up there, definitely in Donegal. You know, the, and, and possibly further afield as well. It, it, it was an exhibition of, of high field industry, so it was. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. Brendan, you were um, uh, at the at the clash, a lot of people were very interested in, in terms of maybe more what Gidor were bringing to, to Neve Connell, but by all reports, Neve Connell maybe showed their experience and maybe Gidor lacking them numbers. Uh, it, it looked like it was a game that they controlled. It was never really in doubt for, for the home side. It wasn't really, Brendan, no. Like they, they, they came out of the blocks very quick. They put 1-3 on the board um, very early in the game. And from there on, they controlled the game at their leisure. Now, to be fair, Gidor came out in the second half. The kind of Finn on Coyle got a good goal, brilliant goal, sharp movement up the field and finished it really well to bring it back to a three-point game. 
And then just Nate Connell up, up the ante again, up the gears, Charlie McGuinness, I think Kevin McGettigan, Anthony Thompson, Jack McKelvey, the scores coming from everywhere and they've suddenly were out to a seven-point lead again, Brendan. So they, they, they dominated and controlled the game for large periods. Kieran Thompson, very good in the middle of the park. I thought Anthony was really good too because... Gidor were playing with Owen de Burke and Gab, Big, Gab McBride inside. And, you know, as soon as kind of Gidor were on attack, Anthony Thompson was dropping in in front of them and they weren't able to hit the two big guys inside then with the ball that they wanted, that Gidor wanted to hit them with. And they just managed the game really well. You know, a lot of, like you were speaking to the lads there, you know, a lot of kick pass and I was impressed with them. They were spraying the ball around really well and they seemed to create a lot of space up the kind of the left or the right side of their attack and to be able to work the ball into that area and try and hit. And that's where Charlie McGuinness's first goal came from, kind of diagonal ball into the square that caused problems for Dahi Roberts. And Charlie's big, big unit in there. Like, you know, he's going to, you know, if, he, if he's in the eye line of any keeper, he's going to put them off as such and the ball ended up in the back of the net. But it was, it was an accomplished without been brilliant performance from Dave Connell. So it was, you know, they managed it really well. As I said, Kevin McGettigan, is getting in the habit of coming up and scoring a couple of points from cornerback every day now. And, you know, the couple of nice wee subs to come into the game too. So they had, so they look to be in a good place, Nave Connell. And, you know, obviously Glenn Swilly are, had a bit of momentum now and they'll fancy themselves after drawing with them the first day. But I was impressed with Nave Connell. I've seen them a couple of times and, you know, the, we, I was watching them down the bridge the week before and again, managed the game, but they, they've developed that over years that they just know how to win these games. And you'll never see them go out probably and win by 10 or 12 points or very rarely, but they just managed to win and do enough. And yesterday was the same, you know, never under pressure, no real bite. You know, you were kind of thinking, are we going to get maybe some of the trilogy aftermath kind of hit here? But there was no real bite to it yesterday. It was a tepid performance, I felt, from Gidor. I acknowledge they're short a few players. Niall Freely came on and made a big difference, particularly in the second half. Um, but, you know, they have a couple of injury problems. Darrow Boyle probably. And the, couple, the week off might help them. Might get a couple of more lads back on the pitch for a quarter final too, you know, and get, you know, a couple of their established players like Niall Freel, Darrow Boyle needed a bit of game time and a bit of training. Probably won't do them any harm over the next couple of weeks too, Brendan, you know. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Listen, two sides of the... You probably maybe didn't need to be at their best uh, yesterday, Ryan, but certainly going to have a say so far. Ryan, I'm interested to get your thoughts on Glenfinn. Just before we do... um uh, I know you have to go there, Gary. You're under pressure for time there. You're, you're a part-time farmer as well. I know you've got stuff to do. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Brad. I'll see you later. Gary, listen, we can chat to you later. I want to hear about your, your trip to Boston. We'll get a yarn about it uh, uh, soon and just what it was like out there with Donegal Boston. All right, so we'll get you on the next couple of weeks again for a yarn about Sorry. that too. You all right? No worries. Thank you. Thanks, Bye-bye. Gary. Good man. Yeah, Gary McDade there. Uh, good chatting to him. Hey, uh, Ryan, I was saying to you, Glenn Finnis will stop this, uh, everybody in the uh, five teams in no point scenario by getting off the mark against, uh, four masters. Again, home, home venue. And, and they definitely, listen, they, they had a big, thinking, um, uh, they had a big go against Gidor, obviously, in that home match as well, only losing by a point. So it's been a tough championship, uh, for them now, but they still, as I say, came up with the goods on the last day, 14 points to the one eight against an improving four masters. Yeah, like it definitely been a strange championship for Glenfinn. You know, I would say with the, with the fixtures Glenfinn had, you know, Kelly Beggs with a good record against Glen Swilly, a local derby and stuff. I I think when Glenfinn look back on this, they you know they might harbour some regrets that they didn't get out of the group. You know, but they had a very good record against Four Masters in recent years, and they continued that. I think Four Masters got off to got off to a good start, but you know, um, Glenfinn gradually wear them down, and and Kieran Brady, I think, was going well at full forward, and I suppose in the absence of Jared Ward, they needed people to to step up, and you know, they got they got the big victory they needed. You know, I suppose Glenfinn. You know they'll just, they'll probably be happy just to keep their retain their senior status. You know they've they've young players there. You know um, Luke McGlynn and, and Sean Ward getting their first taste of senior championship football this year. Um, Daniel Marley, I think, is playing away for the reserves who are, who are going well and finished third in their section as well. And I think that may, possibly Brendan will maybe can correct me, but I think they had one or two maybe in the county minors this year as well. So there's definitely definitely players coming through there for Glenfinn, and they probably need it because there are others. Uh, on the other side of the, on the other side of it, and, and maybe in their mid thirties as well. So, 
I think Glenfinnan would just be happy enough to to retain their status, and and I think for Masters, you know, although they missed out on the on the quarterfinals, you know, I think they'll see it as good progress made this year as well under Kevin Sinclair. They've a lot of good young players coming through there. They're gradually improving. And I think they'll take a lot of pro, a lot of positives out of this year's championship, even though they didn't make the last eight. Yeah, less indeed. And listen, McCool's um and and St. Junin's Bren, there was a there was a very outside chance now McCool's could make it, and they were one of the home teams. Uh, but listen, against up against the St. Junin's team, but were are really moving really well. It was always a difficult proposition for them. Uh, Bren St. Junin's one one eleven to to six points. I suppose it's one of the home teams that, that probably would have wanted to pull out a big performance but just couldn't happen on the day. Ended up with uh, three points uh, uh, this season. Uh, um, we bit disappointing for them on, on that last last day, uh, uh, Brendan, only posting six points. Yeah, yeah. But like, listen, Brendan, St. Junins look to be in a good place. They, they've, they've cruised through the group stage, really. So they have, and, you know, deservedly finished top of the table. They're champions. Other teams are there to take them down. But, like, you know, they just proved too strong for a McCool's team that, you know, again, showed glimpses of what they're capable of. But, you know, you were down in Margallan last Sunday, Brendan, and I think they were disappointing and just didn't produce on the day like they were expected to. And, you know, I, I don't think they were ever going to threaten or harm St. June and yesterday. You know, if you call a spade a spade, there's... There's so much quality to that St. Junin's team. And, you know, Rory is, you know, I, I you know, you, you look at the forwards, Brendan, but I'm looking at the defenders that he has at his disposal. And they're really strong. Really, every one of them are able to take their man, you know, one-on-one. They've no fear in that respect. And, you know, also we see Connor Morrison back another 60 minutes under his belt playing for the juniors at the weekend. And so Junin's look really, really strong. And it's no shame for McCool's to be beaten by what was a seven or eight, eight or nine points yesterday um, in that respect, because I think Unions just are on a different level to, to where McCool's are and some of these other teams. Now, listen, you know, you're going into a quarterfinal. Michaels have tested Unions over the years and, you know, they'll be ready for it again. No one is going to really give them much of a chance going into that quarterfinal. And that suits Michaels, the lads from the bridge, perfectly fine. But Unions seem to be in a good place, Brendan, so they are. And it's going to take a right good team to take them down. Yeah, and listen, you're right, Brian. I mean, defensively, I mean, obviously, you, you know, the likes of Deeney and Devine, McVeigh, you know, you know, all tough. Park, you know, as well. Tobin, but, Kieran Tobin. The other, the other, what I'm saying, Brian, is like Patton, Tobin, Ward, and and Conor Donald Senior could potentially be in Donegal's back six uh, come this season. Yeah, and, you know, like Pat, like you know, Sean in himself, like, is such a weapon to have in your artillery at this level. At any level of football, he's proved it at the highest level in the country. But at this level of football, the way he can bomb kick out 60, 70 yards kind of thing down the field. You know, it's, it's a big conundrum and dilemma for opposition teams what to do when you face Sean Patton, like, you know, and I'm sure that'll cause the St. Michael's management some thoughts. But the one thing I would say about St. Michael's, they'll be very well organised, so they will. Um, you know, they, they, they understand and they know what they need to do. And you could see that in glimpses even watching them last week until it all went wrong with the two goals in space of six minutes. But they will be, I, I just know, and all the lads involved with them down there, that they will have huge organisation. And I suppose it comes back to, was it Mike Tyson's, everything's fine, and the, the plan is all fine until you get punched in the face kind of thing. And that's it's how they deal with that, St. Michael's deal with that. They didn't deal with that when they got punched in the face by Nave Connell last week. And it's just, you know, game management again and understanding that things can go wrong at times and how they can deal with that because, you know, the, the rush will come. And again, a shout out to Owen McGee. And every time, every Sunday he plays, he seems to be rattling in the back of the net. He's a phenomenal goal scorer. Hmm. Yeah, he, he must be top of the scoring charts as he going into this, uh, going into these quarterfinals, I would imagine. He had, I think, eight points last week as well, one four. And, yeah, he's, yeah, not, yeah. he's racking them up now, in fairness. Um, uh, Brendan, looking good there for, for St. Junins. Um, Claude Neely, Kelly Beggs. Ryan, you feel like Kelly Beggs are, are, are on the up and up. The, the, you know, quite a physical, solid team. They're, they're posting good scores or scoring goals. They're going to be a handful for anybody, um, in this quarter final now as the championship goes on. Yeah, definitely, Brendan. And, you know, that, that was a good victory yesterday down in Fulcara. You know, Claude Neely, um, you know, Clough not not easy to beat at home, and 
um, you know, quite a seasoned Division One team and good at getting results. Um, so for Kelly Banks to go down there and get a victory and, and kind of to be leading the whole way along, it was impressive. I noticed that um, Ryan Cunningham was back in the team there after missing a couple of games. Kelly Gilday was out injured. He was back in yesterday. And to have two players like that back into their team, you know, it really makes a big difference for the likes of Kelly Beggs. And, you know, I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're delighted with it. You know, they had a disappointing season last year. Um, now obviously Hugh McFadden didn't play in the club championship. And, you know, they were, uh, he's such an important player to them. It was a massive, massive loss not to have him, but he's back in this year. Owen Barnes going well. You know, Seamus Oakburn's going well. So I, I think Kelly Beggs will be, be delighted to get through. You know, they'll take on their neighbours, Kilcar. Probably very few people will give them a chance of winning that game, but you know Kelly Beggs will go in. They're they're younger players. They're probably probably a lot of fellas are heading towards their mid twenties now. Probably the age profile is fairly decent, so they'll be thinking, why not have a rattle at Kilcar? Yeah, and tell me, Ryan, do you think the history counts anymore the way it used to? You know, it used to be fifteen and fifteen, and everybody was just it was a complete battle, one on one first, and then you know there was so much turnover ball and I suppose the excitement. Has that kind of been taken out now with the tactics of, of the keep ball, the game? Do you find that the younger players now, listen, such history between these two clubs? Do you think, you know, obviously there'll be a bit of derby bite there, but do you think is anything can be pulled on from the past or is tactics kind of taken that out of the games a small bit? I I think the, the the talk about tradition and stuff is, is way overblown in this kind of thing, Brandon. Like, at the end of the day, you know, what I would imagine... Like, Kilcar or Kelly Beggs players will not be thinking about what happened 20 years ago. They might be thinking about what happened two or three years ago when they played against each other, you know. And, you know, I, I think they played, didn't they play in McCool Park maybe in, in 2019 in the quarterfinals? Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, they, they played against each other in the league and Kilcar usually come out on top. I think that's far more relevant than what happened maybe 20, 30 years ago. Like, you know, um, so... No, I, I can't see, I can't see what happened in the past making a huge difference. Um, Kilcar generally maybe struggle a wee bit to deal with Hugh McFadden in the past. So it'll be interesting to see what, what happens there. And, you know, like Jamie Brennan scored one six yesterday for Bundoran against Kilcar. And I know Kilcar were missing Paddy McBrady and, and Kieran McGinley and, and, uh, and I think Owen McHugh was absent as well. But I think they'll just maybe, maybe be a bit concerned that, that somebody was able to rack up that kind of score against them as well. So maybe the Kilcar defence will maybe tighten up things over the next two weeks as they prepare to face the likes of Jack McSharry and Connor Cunningham and Ryan Cunningham and, and Hugh McFadden. Yeah, yeah, interesting. And Brendan, listen, we, we, we've talked um, you know, a lot about the fascinating nature of yesterday's uh, championship and how... Things came down the wire, and it was very positive, I suppose, from from a, a, I suppose a, a, you know teams having a go and, and being in the game and that. But tell me, we haven't mentioned it. The big four. Can you see anything other of these quarterfinals, Brendan? Dan, you know, Gidor, Neve Connell, St. Eunice, and Kilcarran. I know. Listen, it's not a foregone conclusion in a couple of them. But what's your what's your heart or head telling you on that? I, I would still be expecting those four teams to come through. What 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 do you say? Yeah, listen, Brendan, you know, the, the obvious conclusion to draw is that the big four will be the last four in the semi-finals. Now, listen, you know, championship football is a different animal and you, you don't know what's going to happen on a given day. But the the big four will justifiably be going into them quarterfinals as favourites, Brendan, and it's whether they deliver the performance on the day that's expected of them. If they do, you would expect them to march on. But, you know, there's no guarantee on that, Brendan. And, you know, the Nave Connell, Glenn Swilly one, has a, he has a local bite and, you know, they've had some really, really rigid encounters with each other down through the years. And you have the, the lo- locality of the Kilcar, Killy Beggs, Derby too kind of thing. And they bring different factors to a game, Brendan, too, so they can. But, Listen, you'd be very surprised if you weren't looking at a semi-final lineup of St. Julian's, Kilcar, Guidor, and Nave Connell. Um, but that's the beauty of it. That's why we look forward to it. You, you know, there there is a chance that someone will be able to turn off the book. But I honestly wouldn't see see it happening based on what I've seen, Brendan. You know. Yeah. Would you concur with that, Brian? Yeah, like you'd. I suppose the one game maybe that I find particularly interesting is going to be the Arua. Guido game um, because it's probably about six, five or six years ago now, but those two teams met in an under 21 um, 
county final it was a cracking game the Quidor came out on top and it'll be inter- it'll probably be interesting to see how many survivors there are from those under 21 teams when the two teams line out you know but I think Erua Erua have have a 100% record now the four teams they played were the, are the four teams that are ending up in the relegation playoffs I think so you know like you can only beat who's in front of you, and they've got their victories. So I think they'll, I think they'll be in a good place. They'll think that Guidor are maybe not the animal they once were, so they can go in and have a, a proper crack at them. Um, there's a, a better word, Brendan, that the TG Cahar are going to show one of the quarterfinals. So it'll be interesting to see, yeah. see which one they pick, um, and and where those games are are placed and stuff like that. So you know, it'll be it's been an interesting few weeks ahead. Yeah. Certainly will be, lads. Good round up there. I see after the match, I caught up with uh, St. Michael's um, joint manager, Raymond McLaughlin. I'm here with Raymond McLaughlin, joint manager of St. Michael's. Uh, Raymond, we just joked there that that was entertaining for, for myself. You were saying it was hard stopping for you. What a championship match. It was, uh, it was. It was completely end-to-end, especially the last 15, 20 minutes. It was like a basketball game. It was just up and down the pitch. And both teams tra- both teams trying to win the game. Both teams needed the points badly. To, for us, we were trying to get promotion. For them, it was they were trying to you know stay in, stay in the senior championship. Yeah, yeah, and half time. I think going into this match, obviously St. Michael's were favourites, even though St. Oswald were home. They had, uh, you know, a, a tough uh, three games before that, but it looked like they were coming out with, I suppose, that kind of real championship bite. I mean, there was a real element that they were playing the first half. Maybe we weren't expecting. Oh, for sure. Listen, we can we can realise during the week that these boys are going to be fighting for their lives, and you know, this is our first time I've been up here in about fifteen years. <laughs> We, we, we probably forgot how tough a place it is to come because we haven't played them in so long. But now we got a real reality check within ten minutes that you know they were here and they were they were their intentions were they were going to stick it on us and they were their aim was to win the game and they made it very very difficult for us in the first half. They were deserved two points up at half time, Nick. Yeah, just at that half time, six four down. I mean, it looked like whatever words you said at half time, you know, you come out much better in the second half. Had the first three points, and at that point we're lording at midfield and really we're asking a lot of questions. You must have been happy with that response. Yeah, we. we cleaned it up you know our, our, our basics at the beginning of the game you know we were getting turned over making silly unforced errors and, and they punished us to their credit they punished us and you know we cleaned that up especially the first 10 minutes of the second half and we, we started to get a bit of a foothold uh, and then they started to get a, to get a few kickouts away and, and they got up the other end and, and got a few scores and you know, it became helter skelter again. It became the basketball match as it was. Yeah, and at eleven each, they they were sitting in and you were in possession. They were kind of hitting you in the break. They looked dangerous in the break, particularly the fitness of McCall and Mogan. And that break that ended up with Mogan up the pitch, where he could have tapped at the ball of the bar. He gave it inside, and your defence went in and swarmed it. That that was the moment I think where maybe for them they would look and think that's where they maybe if they got a goal there could have won the match. Yeah, they they, they got a, we, we we got turned over there on, on, on our forty five, and we had everyone up. We're pushing to try and to try and get the win because we're playing against a bit of a bit of a breeze there and they turned us over and next thing there was maybe a six on two and you know, I suppose probably they'd, they'll be disappointed they had a lot of good players off the pitch with Stuart, Patter and Griffin and they just didn't didn't get anything for, luckily for us they didn't get anything off us and we managed to get up the pitch and get another score yeah, and two two ones in a, in a draw and a defeat then I mean, you've been happy with the championship so far and I haven't got the calculator out yet but I think you're in the quarters hopefully Brendan uh, we're not sure yet we haven't heard any of the scores around the grounds no, now no, but uh we're probably disappointed the first weekend we're probably a wee bit disappointed not to come away with the win but uh, listen the Coons were pushed us all the way and we got the draw but you know, we're probably disappointed again last weekend with the Neve Connell performance we felt it was probably closer than what it showed um, but listen we're happy to be on five points and hopefully that should hopefully get us to a quarter final yeah, excellent stuff. I mean, good luck. All, all the best. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Brendan. Yeah, lads, listen, Brendan Gilcoyne and Ryan Frey. Brendan, uh, myself and Ryan's going to do a wee bit on the intermediate and uh, junior and just a wee word on, of course, the Masters as well. Uh, in a minute, we're going to take this take this up, uh, Brendan. So you can uh, go back to your uh, cup of cocoa there and put the feed up for these. Uh, <laughs> no bother to be. Come here. Catch you later. All right. Yeah, great roundup with the lads here. Say Gary McDade and Brendan Kilcoyne. And Ryan has uh, thankfully stayed with us for the long haul. Fair play to you, Ryan. Uh, uh, we're just going to look ahead next week's uh, intermediate and juniors hitting the quarter final stages. And, but first, Ryan, we were on, on the Masters. Um, Shield victory uh, final retained it uh, against Galway uh, at the weekend. Uh, one uh, five to seven points. Um what what did you make of that, uh, Ryan? A nice end of the season for the for uh, for the lads there. Yeah, like they did very well to, to win the game. It looked like one of those days, Brendan, where it just wasn't wasn't going to go to plan for them. Um, it was low scoring, and 
kind of out of nowhere then Galway really got two or three points in quick succession and they went five points up or three points up sorry at one stage and then Stephen Coyle got a big free to, to kind of get them going again and and Paddy McNulty got a good point and Benny Boyle got a good point and and then there were a bit of fortune to the, the late goal for them at, at the end. Um, Paddy McNulty's shot deflected in. There was a cornerback from um, from Galway. I think he was Martin Cullinan, I think was his name. He made one brilliant Conor Gormley-esque block in the first half to deny Stephen Coyle a goal. And he went for this other brave block. But unfortunately, he just put the ball past his own goalkeeper. And, uh, and Donegal, there were still eight minutes to play after that. And... Uh, Donegal defended very well. Now, um, the, one of the Galway players tried a, a Morris Fitzgerald sideline kick at the end of the game. Um, so uh, possibly he, he might be in his 40s, but he didn't show his, his experience with it, Brendan, to be honest. It was a, a <laughs> it was a, a, I don't want to be too harsh on him, but it was a, it was a poor decision <laughs> at, at the time. And, uh, and Donegal held on for, for their victory. And it was a, a good victory. Like they've, had a, I suppose there was kind of maybe COVID interrupted the last few years, but they had a good season. I think they played something like ten games. They were over, over in London and and all that. So a good victory, a good, good year. And like Mark Cannon, the manager, is a very well organised man, and I'm sure he was delighted with it. And he thinks that that the victory will, will help help keep a bit of momentum going, and you know they might get a few extra players in next year and try and keep hold of most of the group as well so I suppose it's all about you know you need a good good squad at, at Masters level and Donegal are, are doing well and they'll try and kick on again next year I'd say Yeah it looks like you're correct the Masters I know obviously it's, it's competitive and it's a serious competition but it looks like maybe there's that bit more element of, of, of crack there as well um, if, after the match history we were come back with the we stopped in Biddy's so Barnes there and there was great crack in there actually because there was loads of people coming from that game and coming from other games and, and stopped in. And myself and Big Brian were in having a cheese and ham toasty and uh, he gave me a wee interview just about the match. Here's what he had to say. I'm here with Brian McLaughlin of the St. Michael's Club, a member of the Masters team that won the Shield yesterday against Galway. Brian, it was a thrilling game. Your thoughts of it? Ah, it was a good match. Brandon and I, we, we, we kind of made hard work of it now. It was... You know, with a good, good kind of solid first half, but at the same time we're only kind of we're three two down at half time and probably didn't get the scores on the board and stuff. And then uh, it was as the game went on, kind of we're kind of losing most of the most of the game and kind of we lost Paddy McNulty kind of five minutes into the second half. It was just kind of a matter of hanging on and um, kind of we're probably I think it was maybe six five down. Paddy came back on maybe and he got the goal. And kind of put us a goal, a couple of two points up. So after that, there kind of we were just we were kind of hanging on then towards the end, you know. And tell me, you're, you're managed by Mark Cannon from the McCool's Club. Is it a case of half time of of uh, putting things right? Low scoring game, Brian. Are you tell me that the blanket defence has infected the Masters as well. It has, unfortunately. Yeah, it has kind of rolled down to the the the, 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 the older guys. You know, it was that was just a real kind of nip and tuck game. You know, it was kind of one of them. Good, hard, solid games. You know, it was. Um, you know, once uh, Mark kind of got kind of got us steadied up there, kind of half time. You know, kind of once we we knew we weren't playing well. You know what I mean? So kind of second half, we knew to come out, kind of try and you know put put our best foot forward in the second half. You know. Yeah, well, it takes a lot of doing, Brian. You were down to fourteen men with uh, Paddy Minotti getting sent off. I know Paddy well from her from her playing days. Real athletic, hard campaigner, but it was him, his introduction again, Brian, that gave you that bit of boost, and it was his goal that eventually won the game for you. It was, it was surely to God. It was, you know, it was, you know, we were kind of hanging in there, and we kind of we were getting back to a point. They were scoring a point, and you know, but we it was probably going to take a goal to win the game, you know, and um, what you know once. You know, we kind of Paddy kind of went on full forward, and kind of once we got the ball on Tom, you know, we, we you know, we, we in fairness, Tom, like he pulled out all punches and got the goal at a, at the right time. Literally, it was kind of three or four minutes to go, like, and it was very kind of it was going to be a hard, you know, hard uh, comeback for Galway, kind of to recover from it, you know. Yeah, and of course, by now they ends the season for the Masters and ends it on a high. You used a few creamies last night. Ah, we enjoyed ourselves. I had a good good night about Donegal Town, Donegal Town. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, you have to enjoy yourself after these games, you know, and not too many trophies you kind of won over the course of the years, but we enjoyed ourselves though, yeah. yeah. Well done, Brian, well deserved, eh? Thank Fair you. play, yes. Yeah, 
Great here from Big Brain there. As I said, um, uh, Pat McNulty getting, uh, I said he was sent off. He was technically sent off, but it was a black card. He obviously came back on and, and got that pivotal goal, uh, uh, Ryan. And that, that was a big moment, I suppose, done to go well in the storm without him. And then his introduction, McNulty coming back in, which was ultimately the, the one end of the game for, for Donegal. Yeah, and and like, and not not everything went right for for Paddy McNulty and and Galway. I think they knew all about him because he went on a couple of big runs and he was he was kind of hacked to the ground and he, he had his legs were moving a bit quicker than other people's legs. And I think at, at Masters level that definitely makes a difference. Um, but yeah, he 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 you know he got a couple of crucial scores in there and. And uh, actually, there, there were some very, very good performances from Donegal, like you know, and, and the back line, like Sean McDade, the team captain from Morris, was sweeping, and he was he was brilliant, like you know, and um, Seamus Hegarty had a very good game, Paddy Joe Doohan, Charlie Doherty, still as tough as ever from Lee Wara, Connor McGeehan was was very good, good at full back, you know, and Ewan Keaton had a had a busy game and. At, at wing forward and you know they were rolling on and off subs as well like you know so it was a, a, a good victory a good victory for Donegal and, and there was you know there was plenty of big hits in it you know Brian McLaughlin himself uh, I think he a, a fella ran into him Breden, and he had to go <laughs> off you know so uh, it wasn't for the faint of heart uh, either like it was, a, it was a good tussle yeah, listen, the big unit we run down there. The guy was a wee bit, Brian was coming out, he didn't mean it, of course, he was, and the lab was a wee bit off balance, maybe giving away about three or four stone, but yeah, I think he, he felt that one all right. I uh, felt it myself, actually, seeing the video back, uh, Ryan. But no, fair play to the Masters, uh, uh, good end of the season for them. Ryan, quick look across the, the intermediate and junior co- quarterfinals come to next next week. We're starting off on, on, on Saturday, Dunlow, uh, uh, Neve Wara are, are kicking things off eh, in this, uh, as we said, always this uh, uh, very interesting competitive intermediate uh, championship. Yeah, it's, it's it's a good game. I was down watching these two teams uh, two weeks ago. Brendan played in the, in the last round of the of the of the group phase, and I suppose uh, you know Nivora Dunlow were already safely through that day, and you know Nivora were were kind of depending maybe if, if they had lost, they needed to make sure that Fanad and Burt didn't draw. So. You know, Nivora got got the result, and uh, I'd say they're they're happy to be through to the quarterfinals, and they think they can have a, a crack at Dunlow. I think they met last year at this stage as well. Dunlow ran out very handsome victors, but there's a bit more bite to bite to Nivora this year. They've you know Danny Donald's back in the managerial hot seat. They've a few players back, like I think Harry Harden and that is is back that maybe didn't play last year. Paddy McCafferty. You know, and they they'll feel that probably the pressure is is off them maybe to to a degree this week because everybody's expecting Don Lowe to win, and um, you know it 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 could be a it could be a good derby. You know, like there was no great uh, championship bite to it when they met uh, two weeks ago. So it'll be interesting to see if there if there's a bit more uh, this time around. Like Don Lowe have Don Lowe have good forwards. You know, they're very impressed with Oshin Boner. Two two weeks ago, and uh, caused Dunlow a, a, a lot of trouble. Um, you've got Daniel Ward in there; he's a good player. You have the Kearns. Um, I think Mark went off two weeks ago. It'll be interesting to see if if he's fit. Um, but you know Barry Kearns is a smashing player. Darren Kearns a, a very good player as well. Um, you know Dunlow have a, have a few new young faces in there this year. Ryan Brennan's in there, and um, Karen McGee, who was a county minor last year, very good county minor. And he he's established himself in in the team this year. They don't have big Ryan Connors. I think he played championship football over in America and whatever way. I don't know with the transfer or or whatever it was. He's he's not eligible to play. I don't I don't believe in the in this in the intermediate championship here at home. So that's that's a pity for Dunlow, but should be should be a good game. Um, it's in O'Donnell Park, and it'll be it'll be interesting to see if if Nivora can can put it up to them and possibly cause an upset. Yeah, interesting. Of course, Dunlow, you're interested. You mentioned with the score and very disappointed in the, in the replay with Clahonili last year, only hitting five points. And I think, as you said, they've been racking up the scores. You know, that's not going to win them a, a, an intermediate title. And I think for Dunlow, yeah, mad keen to get back to, to senior level, having been there for so, so long. Um, on Sunday, then, we have uh, Downans, Fanny Gales uh, at one o'clock, Downans, Dunfana, Heneve, Columba, Bunkrana, and O'Donnell Park at two. And then you think the Terman Red Hughes game at four o'clock? Then um, where where do you think that game's going to be at? We we have it down as Dunfanny, but do you think it might be changed, Brian? 
Uh, I think on the, on the website it's down for Donald Park at the minute. I, th- I thought there was to be a double header in O'Donnell Park between uh, Lennon Bonkrana and then and Terman and Red Hughes, but I'm, I'm open to correction on that one, uh, Brent. That seems that, that seems a bit more sensible, uh, Brent. Listen, obviously you're you're looking at the teams. The Downing's fan a game very very hard to call. Uh, leave Columba Bonkrana, um, Terman going well. It's a, a difficult one for Red Hughes. How do you how do you see those three games going? Uh, I suppose uh, as a, as a Milford man, I'm really looking forward to to, to Downings and and Fanad game, Bren. I think it'll be a a good local derby, and uh, you know uh, it should be a, it should be an intriguing contest at the Bridge. You know, I think the sides met in the in the league earlier on in the year, and uh, Fanad. Won by two twelve to well the one by three points anyway I'm, I'm not going to say what the score was because I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on what it was but so fan had won that well there but Downers have gone on to have a have had a cracking season since that like you know and they won the division two league title they've got out of the group that put up a big score against um, Neve Breed in the last game as well so. You know, I think now, from what I'm understanding, Cormac McGettigan, um, the, the man from Killy Clower who'd been playing for them in the summer, I think he's he's away back out to the Middle East, so he'll probably not be about this weekend. You know, so it's, it's interesting. I think on, on paper, you definitely have uh, Downing's down as favourites to win it. You know, Johnny McGrady's had a great season, Larkin Connor, but I think it's quite a good game for, for Fanada. I think they can go and, and, and have a, a free shot at it and, and, and see where it takes them. They'll, they'll not want to lose to their, to their neighbours over the, over the, over the Blaney Bridge, like, you know, but, um, I suppose you, you'd, I would have to give a, I'd have to give the vote to, to Downing's on that one. I think they'll, I think they might just edge through. Yeah, and listen, we've seen some 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 great stuff coming from Bonkrana as well, and Neve Columba have a wee bit up and down in that. Would you would you maybe tell tell Bonkrana in that one slightly? Well, I, I would have definitely, you know, but then Neve Columba beat uh, Bonkrana in impressive fashion two two weeks ago, you know. So uh, I don't know how that changes things. Obviously, it was it was down and Glenn Colin McKill, so it might be a different story this week. Um, I suppose when I I saw. I saw Neve Columba play against Downings earlier in the year, and I thought they struggled badly at midfield that day. And I would have thought Bonkrana would be very, very strong in midfield with big Peter McLaughlin and Keelan McGonagall and Ryan McElhenney and those players in about that that sector. So um, I'll be curious to see how Neve Columba deal with that. You know, I, I think by all accounts, uh, Bonkrana handled Aaron Doherty reasonably well two weeks ago, and, and Neve Columba still ran out big victors. So you know, it'll be. You know, I don't know. Will it be Young Arshin Crawford? Possibly. Is there? Sorry, there's that much going on. I forgot about that match. But is it? They've Columbia a pair of feet the week before that, and then they're at home again. A bit like yesterday's game. Sometimes those home advantage, you know, after a bad game, to be seen maybe the very best. And they've Columbia in a game that Bunkrana necessarily didn't have to win. So you know, would that you're feeling going into that? Then is, would you put that still as a fifty-fifty? Would you slightly age Bunkrana? I, well, I I would give the age to Bonkrana, but I I do take on your point. I think you seen that with the senior championship yesterday when when teams were when teams were already through. You just the razor sharp um, concentration and focus is possibly not there, and maybe that's what happened. Uh, Bonkrana a couple of weeks ago, and, and maybe Gary Duffy and his management team will think it was no harm, and you know it'll, it'll sharpen their minds this week. I, I I seen Bunkrana play earlier on in the year and I was impressed with him and they didn't have Keelan McGonagall that day and you know I think they have a couple of good uh, lively forwards as well so uh, you know we're, we're waiting on Neve Columba we've, we've, we've talked about Neve Columba a lot on this show and other shows down through the years you know they're knocking on the door in, in the Intermediate Championship so you know they're they're probably battled hard and down through the years but I, I just have a fancy that, that Bunkrana are going to win this game Yes, and and uh, the the game rounds up. Terman's uh, Red Hughes. Then, uh, Ryan, your thoughts on that? Yeah, like Terman, Terman are, are an interesting one. You know, in in the sense that uh, they had a very poor league campaign, but they were playing Division One, and you've got to remember that as well. And you know, <laughs> you look at how Glenn Swilly and and Kelly Begg struggled in Division One, and now how they're flying in the Senior Championship. So. Maybe, maybe in, on reflection, maybe Terman didn't do that badly in, in, in Division One. Maybe they picked up plenty to, to, to help them on, on their way. You know, I, I think they have to be big favourites to win this game. You know, Red Hughes 
had a great victory over Convoy to get to get into the last eight. You know, they've got the likes of Stephen McMenamin, Calvin Bradley's back now. Jack Gillespie is a, a top class young player, you know, but I, I think looking at Terman and the athleticism they have, you know, and, and the and the players, you know, the likes of Darren McDade and and Enda McCormick and players like that, I, I think they're just going to have too much for Red Hughes this week. And I suppose we'll all be interested to see maybe how how Terman set up. You know, the first day in the championship when they played Gail Anada, you know, they went quite defensive. You know, I seen them then the following week against Nivora and, and they played a more open style of football. So it'll be interesting to see how they approach that game and Letter Kenny. If it goes ahead in Letter Kenny, Brendan, maybe it's an maybe yeah, it's in and yeah. funny. Double check, we better double check it around yet. Listen, it, it, it would make a bit of sense. All right, great stuff, friend. And just in the in the junior there, just to, we'll we'll look ahead, of course, uh, uh, across that there. Um, obviously, there was there was three teams ended up. Um, on some of their points, um, Neve Alton, Sid Unans and, and Oris. Um, Neve Alton going directly to, uh, there was a minus, we see minus in this case, Neve Alton. Yeah, there was, there was a bit of, um, rule, uh, 6.21 places and purposes. So Neve Alton ended up in the semis with, uh, Letterkenny Gales and the quarterfinals in, uh, is Carndona Oris. St. Unions and Narasa, so all pretty tight in the juniors there, and they're, they're to be played next week as well. Yeah, I, th- I think those games, I think that, that kind of maybe took a couple of people by surprise that, that when, when three teams were level, it, it's, it's, and they played against each other, it's, it's the points difference from the games that they have played against each other that is taken into consideration. So you'd have to be, you have to be very impressed with Neve Olton and how they turned around their season. You know, they, they were, they were struggling badly in, in division three, you know, but seemed to have got a couple of players back in and, you know, had a big win over, over Oris at at the weekend, you know, and the likes of Keane Kennedy, who you know at this level scores scores very heavily, pretty much every game he goes out. They've Dermot Gallagher, they have Luke Gallagher, you know, so they've you know the Alves in in the half back line, Naren Kyle's there, so I'm sure Neve Alton are are delighted with how they're how they're going. Um, I suppose St. Unions are are perhaps for me are the, are the the story of this championship so far because they've gone with a strong team in there. Like I think their half back line the last day was Sean Breen, Sean Ryan, and uh, Dylan Dugan, which is a is a very very strong um, half back line. And, and I noticed that their their reserves were beaten by McCool's yesterday, so it looks like they are you know channeling more effort into their junior team this year. And it'll be interesting to see where that takes them. I think you would still have Narasa as favourites to beat them, but you know it's hard to know. Cardona Oris will be a good game, a good local local derby as well, um, and and is shown. So that that could be a, a tasty affair. Lots to look forward to, Ryan. Lots to look forward to. We're almost out of time, and we will be looking forward to that too, Ryan. Listen, thanks so much for rounding all that up for the for the senior, the intermediate, and junior. You covered a lot of ground there, my man. Much appreciated. No bother, Brent. Very bloody Ryan Ferry there, Donegal News. Mighty stuff from him. Of course, the Ladies' Championship kicking off as well next week. Uh, we have Terman, Neve Connell, Glenn Finn and Maville in the senior and we'll get some feedback and analysis. We'll hopefully get Marion O'Donnell on to round up the championships there in the ladies as well. That's all happening next week. But that's it for this week. I want to thank Kenneth so much for producing and his patience as ever. I want to thank the three lads, uh, Bennett McCoy and Gary McDean and of course Ryan Ferry for that roundup across the board. Everybody that's input the show, uh, stay tuned for the Monday night sessions coming up now. The lads will get the toast happen there and listen, I'll speak to you all The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Kenny, serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen. 